When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. We've been talking a whole lot of Nebraska basketball TK on the YouTube stream says they were mugging Kase all night. And listen, you're not wrong, TK, but that's how guys like Kase get defended, especially in conference. They're going to allow them to, especially guys that move off ball a ton like that. I've seen it for the last uh, going on 13, 14 years now with Curry. That's how he gets defended in the NBA. They mug him and you have to be you have to understand that while he is constantly being fouled they're gonna let him get away with it because the dirty little secret about refereeing is you can get away with a lot of stuff away from the basketball because most eyes even of referees even though they're supposed to be watching certain areas and whatever eyes drift and you can't watch everything they're gonna watch the paint because that's where the most contact is they're gonna watch the ball and then who knows what else they're watching, but those are the areas that they're going to focus on the most. So there's a lot of stuff off ball that you can get away with. Absolutely. And especially with a guy like Casey, who is pretty slight, he's not a huge guy, it's really easy to be physical with him and make it just look like he can't handle the physicality even though you're fouling him. So it's a super unfortunate thing. Believe me, I've been frustrated with it for years because I like those types of players that move off ball and are shooters and do things like that. That's how they allow basketball mm-hmm. to be officiated. It's probably not going to change. So, like, I, I understand the frustration, TK. I would I'd strap in and get used to it because that, that's how it's going to go. It, it's kind of like being on the line of scrimmage, right? You know, you're matched up one-on-one yeah. on, one on the outside and just say the corner's, like, right on you. It, it's, <laughs> when you're trying to make a move as a wide receiver, it's like a guy trying to move off the ball. Well, you, you remember the, the Legion of Boom, the, the Seattle defense from, like, the mid-early 2010s with, like, Richard Sherman and, and all yes. those guys? Yes, All of those dudes, they literally— At first I thought you were thinking supersonics. I'm like, um, I'm trying to go back. Were they no, in no, no. the mid-2000s, 2010s, no. Robbie? Uh, no, <laughs> the, the, the Seahawks defense with that, um, with that secondary, that— um, like Earl Thomas and Richard yeah. Richard Sherman, Great those defense. guys assaulted those like every receiver, every single play, and they were basically just like, "Hey, bet you won't call it every time," and they didn't because otherwise you'd barely have a football game. Like that's the dirty little secret about if you really want to beat guys up, 
they'll let you to a certain extent because they don't want to blow their whistle every single time. <laughs> they don't want to throw the flag the game going. every single time. Part of an official's job is managing the flow of a game, whether it should be or not and whether it's explicitly said or not. Just is. That's part of the job. And if they realize, especially early, or if they come into a game knowing, man, these same thing happens with UConn basketball all the time. UConn is terrible cheaters. They hate them. <laughs> They're the worst. Hurley is a, a blight on college basketball. All of them are. All the Hurleys. This is how they play basketball. They just assault you constantly, and they say, hey, bet you won't call it every time. And they're right. They're not going to call it every time. That's why I hate teams that play that way so much because they said, hey, we're not good enough to beat you at basketball, so we're going to play something else. That's what the Bad Boys Pistons did. That's what the early 2000s Pistons did. That's what every team ever coached by a Hurley does. That's what, that's what Minnesota did to Nebraska last night. They just said, hey, we can't beat you at actual basketball. We're going to turn this game into something else. And I hate it because I like actual basketball. Hey. I love basketball. So when they turn it into something else, it causes a visceral reaction in me that, like, I think I would hit, I think I would hit Danny Hurley in the face if I had the opportunity. <laughs> if there was no consequences, they're like, hey, you can pick anybody in sports to hit in the face. There's no assault charges. They're okay with it. Danny Hurley's pretty high on that list for me because of this. Not because they – because, I mean, listen, Creighton – Feel some sort of way, huh? Listen, Creighton's like 8-1 and one against them, so it's not even that. It is strictly because I hate what they do to the game of basketball. It drives – it's like the old Mick Cronin Cincinnati teams were like that too. Mm -hmm. There's like, hey, oh, yeah. we're not interested in actually playing basketball. We're just going to beat the crap out of you and hope that we can score 40 points. You know what? Sometimes that physical game, though – is a great game plan to have because not only is it a tactic, but it, as you said, it wears on another team. Yeah. It wears on your opponent, and that's how you can come away with wins of 54 to 50. Especially if you're not as skilled as the other team. That's usually where you see it is if you're not as skilled as the other team. And a team like Minnesota is in, a, is, is in the ideal spot to try something like this, right? Because Minnesota, yeah, they've got a really talented guy in Dawson Garcia, but you're probably not getting like super high end at this point in their program because they've been struggling. They're not going to get super high end skilled and athletic guys. Why it bothers me about UConn is they can get anybody they want, mm -hmm. right? UConn could play like Villanova under Jay Wright, but they choose not to. They choose to play this disgusting right. not basketball, and it, it drives me crazy. Uh, go ahead. Well, so basketball officiating just quickly or to touch on TK and Travis's points before we go to the phone. TK um, was, was talking about the obvious flailing and that it, basketball officiating is just so hard to watch. And uh, Travis added in that the flop on Casey's first foul really seemed to throw him off. Um, I thought it was the first foul I thought was very funny because they went to the monitor for it. <laughs> And you know when they got to the monitor, somebody is uh, talking to them or they're whispering to each other like, how did we blow that? Yep. Like, can you, can you believe we went to the monitor for this yep. and it wasn't even a foul to begin with? You know that's what the official's thinking. But, yes, when you see that and you're on the backside view yep. and you see maybe – let's just say – the elbow didn't go up, but maybe the arm went up mm -hmm. to shoulder width, and then you see a guy whip his head back. It, it looks like that from a backside from a referee's view. Now, that's just un the unfortunate blind spot that, you, yeah. that the official is in because he is standing in his zone. But the inconsistencies are across the board in basketball officiating. It, every call is skewed, and 
it, it's up to the discretion of the person and the personality mm-hmm. on whether they're going to make calls or not make calls. It's kind of like what you were saying with the flow of the game. You know, when I call basketball games, mm-hmm. I like a little bit of phys, uh, physical game underneath the hoop. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get a little handsy mm-hmm. as long as it's not fully impeding on that offensive player's right to the basket. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know, he has position on you or you're reaching your arms in and you are causing him to put up a shot that he shouldn't be because he he had the right to the hoop. Like, there are so many different ways I look at the basketball game and I think, okay, that's a foul, but I could probably let that one go. Now, okay, now this is a foul. This one, let me see how the play develops. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's kind of like a soccer thing, and maybe that's also what gets mixed into my brain because I'm a big play-on type mm-hmm. of guy. But I don't. If there is a, a chance that the two-on-one is happening, mm-hmm. and the player that's dishing the ball to the wide-open uh, guy down low gets kind of like hit on the arm as the ball's going through, and it slows down the speed of the ball, but it still gets to the guy. I don't want to call that foul when it's an easy two points right, for the yeah, team already. You're taking away an advantage. Correct. So there are just different ways that I look at the game, but it's all about, as you said, being in position. And yes, one of the big, the big. Um, knocks on officials is they have their eye on the ball too much mm-hmm. too much i can admit i do i have it's hard not to it yeah, is, because you want to be where the play is mm-hmm. and that's why you talk about hey maybe get away with something away from the ball oh yeah nowadays though you can't if it's a flagrant foul because you'll just go to the monitor right. if you see somebody on the ground holding their nose but you can get after guys if you up to the point of a flagrant foul you can get after guys pretty good off ball, and right. people aren't going to see it because exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's just about uh, how how guys are moving around, and then, you know, it's unfortunate too, but officials also look at the fouls. Yeah. They look at what's on the board, and if they see a team has five fouls and the other team has zero, you're you about will, to, you're you about will to get see, three cheapies. You will see yeah. three fouls go on that board. Yep. You're if, about to get – If I, if <laughs> not four, yep. it'll be three, right? Yep. You will see them try to even out the game. Yes. And that's just not only for flow, but that's also to kind of um, – For fairness. Well, it's, 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 to, <laughs> it's to stop getting the opponent's yes. coach screaming in your left ear. Yeah. But here's the problem is sometimes other teams just foul more than one mm-hmm. team. And, and that's what you have to also keep in you mind. You have to consider that. And, and, you know, we had a game where we had 10 fouls from one team and two over the weekend mm-hmm. on, on the other. And it's just because one team was a lot more disciplined on defense than the other team. And some teams play super physical, right? Like, again, I keep going back to UConn and Creighton, but that's a really good example of what we're talking about here. UConn plays super physical basketball and fouls a ton. Creighton is one of the least fouling teams in the country. That game should not be an even foul disparity because of how those two teams play. So if you try and even it up in that game, you're actively not refereeing well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nate, hold on the line there. We will get your thoughts on Nebraska basketball on that Warhorse Sportsbook hotline coming up next. We've got more Herd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.